Welcome everybody to the Mongols preview show. I am Justin Ashcraft. Uh, we are sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, uh, official scarf supply to MLS, USL, US Soccer. Um, and we are also part of the Beautiful Game Network. We love them. We're glad that they are here. Guys, the Riverhound season has restarted with the game against Louisville. And I have Steve Mattias here with me to talk about Bethlehem Steel. No, wait. Philadelphia Union 2. Whatever they're called now, we're playing them. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to interrupt right there. Like, like, okay. Like, you know what? There are a lot of MLS teams that have their second team in the USL Championship or USL League One. And they call them two teams. And it is whatever. And I get that they left Bethlehem. But to go from the Steel to Philadelphia Union 2. Come on, are you kidding me? It is awful. Like, like Justin, like, like Philly is your MLS team. What the heck are they thinking? I mean, so... Uh, I mean, part of me, yes, I'm sad that they lost the Steel, like, moniker, right? Because that was such a strong... That was a strong brand, for sure. Um, but I, I, I know that they were co-opting that brand. I mean... They were co-opting that brand a little bit, you know, like, I mean, there was a lot of people in Philadelphia who were upset about that, too. That It's like, you don't even play in Bethlehem anymore. Why are you using Bethlehem? And then secondly, like, mm -hmm. the Bethlehem Steel was just a, I mean, that was a powerhouse soccer program in the early part of the century. And, you know, in the early part of the 20th century. And obviously, Philadelphia just used it to try to... I don't know, try to retain some history or something that they don't really even have because they're only a 10-year-old franchise. So, I mean, I, yeah, it's weird. I think it, I mean, obviously, I think the Bethlehem Steel or Bethlehem Steel is, is a stronger brand and, and whatever, and the Philadelphia Union, too, even down to the logo and the way they revamped the logo is awful. Um, I think they could have done something with Chester, <laughs> called it, I don't know. I, they could have done something to name it something different, but Obviously, we see MLS teams overall now going to that two or dose brand, depending if you're in LA or not. But yeah, it's sad to lose Bethlehem so, Steel. So, so their logo, like, I'm gonna call it out, right? Like, 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 not only is it a two-team, uh, they just took the Philly logo and put two after Union, correct? Correct. Bas like, basically, I, yes. right? Like, that's basically all they did. Okay. Okay, just, alright, I'm, I'm gonna stop ripping on them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously there's a weird, there's a weird thing about that, but, um, Steve, I know, uh, I know due to life circumstances you didn't get a chance to watch the game on Saturday, but you, I'm assuming that you were able to watch some highlights and the goals and, uh, of the limited yeah, contact yeah. with this past game that you had, what'd you think and, and how do you feel going into this season? Oh, I feel great, and and I mean it was it was for a really good reason that I wasn't watching the game. Uh, my grad cohort, uh, we had a uh, Black Lives Matter vigil in memory of George Floyd, and launched a Equity and Justice scholarship. So I was at that, which was at uh, 5:30 to 7:30. So you know, getting into the city and whatnot, watching a 5 p.m. kickoff just was not going to work. Thrilled to see what the scoreline was. Uh, look over at our Slack channel and be like, wait, 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 what the heck it happened? This looks great. I got to find out more info. Um, 
what I'm going to say is that assist on the first goal was just sublime. And Jordan Dover making that run, breaking the offsides line, like, I mean, I, I tweeted out, uh, get this guy the number nine shirt. He ended up responding back with a like, which was great. Like, it's always great when Jordan likes one of your tweets. Uh, but I mean, for real, I mean, he looked like he was not a uh, wing back or uh, left back, right? Like, I mean, he looked like a forward the way he played that ball. Uh, and I think a big part of that was the assist that came in from Kenny. I mean, just just beautiful. And then Mensa, I mean, his work rate looked like it was really good. Um, and his ability to, and they discussed this on, on Monday night, right? Like his ability to know where some of the other players were going to be and hold up and not just rush the shot, um, but make the wise decision and look for some other players and find some other players, um, given both Robbie and Anthony the opportunities to put those in the back of the net. Um, I also want to say, I mean, sure, we saw three great assists, um, and I think we saw three very good goals and some goals that were difficult. Now, that doesn't mean that the defense isn't at fault for a little bit of that, right? But it's like the technical ability of the finishes, I think, were fantastic all around. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I agree with you completely. I think, I mean, just just going through, I mean, just going through the three goals, I think, um, you know, Jordan obviously had to pull a ball out of the air, keep it down in front of the keeper, and, and be able to stab it before the keeper was able to get on top of it um, with a defender kind of on his back. I think, you know, mm-hmm. um, Robbie hit a laser of a shot, you know, and hit it hard enough that even with a little bit of deflection and everything else, it was still going goalward. Um, and then obviously Anthony's for me was the toughest finish. I mean, I think a ball like that, that's coming over the Mm -hmm. top, it's bouncing. You have to get your foot up pretty high to get on top of it. Um, I think that's an, that's a really easy one to kind of tap over the top of the net if you don't get your foot, you know, uh, over top of it. So I think that that was, I mean, that was obviously a really good finish. Um, he had a lot to do there. He had no defenders around, you know, he had all the time in the world to make that happen. But, um, you know, still a really good finish, and to and to take it first time off the bounce and not have to touch that one twice, I think obviously allowed it to mm-hmm. make sure you get in the net. Yeah, I mean, from watching the game, I would agree with a lot of your points. I mean, I think Mensa's work rate was great. Um, I thought he, um, you know, Lily in his press conference yesterday talked about how Mensa's not completely fit yet. Um, they actually didn't expect him to go as long as he did. Um, into the game, so I thought he played well, conserved some energy, um, was able to to play well, and I thought especially for having really, I mean, uh, his, obviously his first competitive minutes um, with the Hounds, but um, really first real appearance with the Hounds, I thought was great. Um, yeah, Kenny, Kenny is. <laughs> Kenny has to be one of the most underrated players in USL, which is a strong statement saying he was in the running for MVP last year. <laughs> um, but I just, I mean, I think he he doesn't get enough credit for what he does on the field and what he brings um, to this t- Hounds team and how he keeps the engine room moving um, and all of that kind of stuff, uh, I think was really, really well done from him. Um, yeah, I mean, I think overall, I look at our players who were around from last year. I think Jordan 
obviously showed some leadership, able to get the goal and then play some good defense the rest of the way um, and help continue the attacks at different points in the game. I think um, Ryan James, fantastic, trying to put him in the middle of the field. I mean, I think he played his way into the game. I think there was some shaky stuff early on, uh, maybe the reason Speedy Williams scored. But um, I think, you know, overall, I think he played well, and I think he kind of figured out his way in the middle of the field after not playing that position for several years. Um, so I thought that, that was good. I thought um, Danny Rivera was good. You know, Robbie and Anthony obviously both having goals. You're gonna play the decent game when you can get a goal. You know, so I think I I was I was impressed with the team overall. Um, I thought that they played pretty well and um, yeah had a good game for what it was. You know, <laughs> obviously it's not a pretty game. I listened to Lily's press conference yesterday. Uh, he was not overly complimentary toward the team. I'll tell you that much. I think he uh, he said he said if he was judging this game on their heart and their character, then they would get pretty high grades. But if he was judging it on the soccer, that would not be as high of a grade. Um, so obviously, obviously not uh, overly complimentary. But I don't think Bob is overly complimentary anytime. So I'm not surprised to see him be less than complimentary right now. But. I want to make a snarky comment, but I just got nothing because it's so true. <laughs> you you get what you you get what you can from Bob. You know you'll take it when he's positive about you and and learn to deal with the negative comments. I guess. Um, some of the yeah, yeah. some of the funniest I so literally some of the funniest comments that I heard just over the past couple of weeks. I think um, you know somebody. Somebody asked him about Mark Forrest in the first press conference before this game, and he said, "Well, I I wish I could say he was lighting it up, but that's not what's happening right now." Uh, and then, oh, hey, hey, did he say the yeah, legend he did Mark not. Forrest? He did not. He didn't even give and him then, his respect. Come on. Uh, and then in this in this press conference, he was talking about Kenny, and he he was talking about how Kenny and and Robbie Mertz just are fit human beings. And uh, can run, you know, can run the field whenever, and then they they just don't seem to seem to tire out too much. But he was like, he was like, Monday morning in 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 practice, Kenny spent a little longer in the ice bath than normal. So, <laughs> and he was like, I think that might have to do with the age a little bit. I was like, oh, okay, this is where we're going with Bob today. Wow. <laughs> so. All right, so so yeah, so a little bit of a a little bit of a, a different feel, I guess, that you're getting from Bob when you're sitting there. Oh, I guess not in person. Yeah, those, those are on Zoom, Zoom calls, calls but... at this point, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, which I guess, hey, you know, that means it makes it really easy for you to be able. Yeah, to be yeah. A part yeah. Of no, those it's been it's been fun being a part of those and um, being around. Just you know, asking last last week, just asking about Louisville and the new stadium and all that kind of stuff. I thought Bob's comments were interesting around that, and then uh, he had some great tactical um and we'll probably get some audio at some point or something but uh he had some great tactical thoughts on the on this this past game too so classic bob in those press conferences mm-hmm. but it's good it's been good to be a part of them and uh, i will say again how fit and good bob is looking these days <laughs> he he uh lost a bunch of weight and is looking real good hey good for him was it a was it like a, a treadmill or i don't remember what they said is how how he did it but uh he lost like 50 pounds in the court in the covid time so yeah 
Good for Good him. Good for him. You're right. Good for him. Like that's right. great. Um, I mean, I just remember there's been clamor on uh, on the Steel Army Discord for some new uh, Bob Lilly yes. gifs. Uh, yes. Now that he's uh, trimmed yes. down, so uh, hopefully we'll get some good opportunities to get something out of yep. this season. Uh, so obviously, um, Steve, we're playing uh, Philadelphia Union too. I have to, now I have to think about that every yeah. time I say their name because I I have for so long referred to them as Steel or Bethlehem Steel. So it's like weird to have to refer to them differently, right. but. We'll play Philadelphia Union 2 on Saturday at 7.30. Uh, it'll be on 22 mm-hmm. to the point, and, um, and I would guess ESPN Plus. Yeah, so ESPN either Plus. way, you can kind of catch it if you're local or if you're not. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think or what are you, what are you kind of expecting? I know it's hard to do research this early in the season, but um, kind of what are, you, what are you seeing going into this game? Yeah. I mean – I'm going to take a little bit stronger of a look on what Bethlehem Steel did last year. Uh, they ended up uh, finishing the season, uh, what was it, 16th place uh, in the East uh, with eight wins, seven ties, and 19 losses. Um, but again, they're a two-team where things can get shaken up even more so than some of the independent teams like like we see with the Riverhounds at times, right? Um, so you just never know what you're going to get from some of these new guys. Uh, I'm not super familiar with a lot of their roster. Um, I know you probably know some of the young MLS prospects a little better. Um, but this is a team that's going to kind of bounce around. Um, I will say, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, the Hounds... Uh, have never lost to this team when we've played them at home, uh, but this is an away game. Uh, but even then, um, you know, three ties uh, and uh, two wins by Beth Steele in the past, or Philly Steele last year, or whatever <laughs> they were. Um, uh, <laughs> the team formerly known as Bethlehem Steele. Um, uh, and, uh, and the Hounds have... Uh, have won once uh, playing away. So, um, so I don't know what to make of that. Um, they're playing in, uh, I guess, what? It's now Subaru Park is the new uh, the new name for, uh, for Philadelphia Union Stadium. So uh, a bigger MLS stadium there under the bridge in Chester. Um, you know, it's not like there's going to be a ton of fans anyway because it's Pennsylvania. Uh, and then it's a two-team, so there wouldn't be many fans to begin with with that. So I don't expect to see anybody in the stands. Um, getting the, getting the email I got an interesting getting the email I got today, yeah. there are no fans yeah. in the stands. So. Okay, okay, yep. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that area of Pennsylvania is similar to how we are, where there's not anything uh, in person for Yeah, I mean, event. the, but, you know, the like, city of Philadelphia just announced the other day I think yesterday actually that the the Eagles and the Phillies will not have fans for the rest of 2020. Um, so, okay. I mean that makes it interesting for the NFL. I mean it makes it obviously MLB was sort of a thing of what do you do? You, you 60 games, you know who knows. But I think I think um, you know I mean what's interesting about Subaru Park it's not in Philadelphia it's in Chester so they could have different mm-hmm. restrictions on whether there will be fans. In the stadium, and, and as far as the email I got from the union today, the the um, union two will only have will not have fans for the next two games, which are their next two home games. But that is only through the end of July, so we'll see what happens in August. That kind of same, they're kind of approaching mm-hmm. it, I guess, the same way the Riverhounds are approaching it. So, mm-hmm. 
obviously that makes it interesting. I do think this game is, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. So when Bob was asked about this yesterday um, and, and, and kind of talking about, um, you know, they said, you know, somebody asked him what the keys to, to winning on Saturday are. Um, and I think what's interesting is, you know, you're looking at a team of essentially kids. I mean, you're looking at a team who's very, very young. Um, you're looking at a team without, you know, um, some of the players that you would remember or like some of the players that you think about from Bethlehem Steel or, or Philadelphia Union too. You know, you think about James Chambers. Uh, he retired, no longer around. You think mm-hmm. about uh, Santi Moar. Obviously, he is uh, in New Mexico, I think, now. Um, you look, you know, mm-hmm. it, some of these players that you think about as kind of cornerstones to their roster have, have moved on. So you are looking at a roster that's that's rather young. Um, you're looking at a lot of Union Academy kids who are who are coming up and, and signing steel contracts um, or Union Two contracts, I guess. Uh, so I mean, mm-hmm. you're looking at a you're looking at a very young roster. But the interesting thing that Bob talked about is that brings a different set of challenges, right? You look at Louisville. You play a team like Louisville. They're organized. Their their passes are good. They can hit you on the counter if they need to. They can play through the middle if they need. They can do all of this stuff. I think what's interesting about the Union, too, and what Bob was talking about in the 2-2 draw last season, at the beginning of the season, um, is, you know, he was saying, I think we barely made it out of there. And the reason is that these kids are fearless. They just, they don't have any fear. They're fast. They're mm-hmm. loose. Um, so there's going to be opportunities to hit on the counter and mistakes made. But if you don't protect yourself against fast breaks and kind of over the top plays and just uh the speed that some of these 16 17 18 year old kids possess then you could find yourself standing you know flat-footed and and waiting for things to come to you so i think i mean i think it could be really interesting i think it could be interesting in the sense that if their game plan of of just playing fast playing loose um just not really having any fear or, or um maybe like respect of the opponent um, obviously that could, that could be successful and that could provide success. Um, or, uh, they could make a lot of mistakes and, and the river hounds could capitalize on a lot of that. And then you see a four, one or four, nothing game like you saw last year. So I do think, I mean, these yeah. games can kind of play out either way. So it just kind of depends which teams show up and kind of what happens in the game. So I think it, I mean, I, I do think it's interesting. Um, the other, the other interesting part about this game for me and, and even the game next Saturday against the Red Bulls is obviously those are two teams who are probably still going to be at the MLS's back tournament. And those players can't really leave that hotel. So um, they will not be around. Um, and some of the players that you would expect to see um, sent down from Union and Red Bull over the next two weeks probably won't. So you're going to get a lot more young kids um, than you would normally. So I do think those two things I think could play an interesting factor in this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one other thing that I think to mention, um, you know, this is a game that I think, like, sure, we want to be picking up points. Um, but you're right. Like, there's all sorts of ways that this can go with a young team like that. Um and I just hope the players are not super focused on next Wednesday's game uh, where Indy uh, comes to high mark um, and, and loses focus, right? Like, um, I mean, we're not going to probably get a 
preview show out before the indie game. Um, so, you know, that's another big game and a, and a big rivalry, especially because they're the only team outside of our group that we play twice. Um, and one, you know, that, that's a challenging team. Um, something to think about. Does that affect the way that the players are thinking about uh, the game on Saturday versus Philly? I don't know. You never know with those things. But just something I thought about that, you know, they might might be too too focused on the next yeah, game. Yeah, for sure. I think you got to stay focused, play one one game. Uh, one game at a time, and then keep moving on. You know, keep moving on. So I think, um, mm-hmm. you know, Bob. Bob has several times mentioned the importance of these first seven games, and you know, you have to play Union two twice, you play Indy twice, you play Louisville once. You know, you've got to be able to pick up, start mm-hmm. picking up points somewhere, so you don't get seven games in, which is like forty-five percent of the season, forty-two percent of the season, something like that, and and right. find yourself in a in a hole. So I think. Yeah, it is important that you go and, and get this game and then move on to the next game. Um, and I think that's going to be important all season long because there's going to be a lot of weeks over the next you know over the next season that we have three games in a week. So um, it's going to be important mm-hmm. to stay focused on the game at hand before you move on to the next one. So yeah, and those three games in a week uh, historically for the Hounds have have been the times where we've uh, seen some of our yeah. losses, especially sure. last season. Um, I mean, talk about that that big loss to North Carolina away was at the end of a really heavy stretch of games, right? So, um, you know, you got to keep those types of things in consideration. Um, I I will say, though, I mean, looking at the roster, if everybody's healthy, I mean, we know that a few players are not. uh, But when everybody's healthy, I, I think this is a talented roster with a lot of guys that Bob really trust to be able to put in positions in uh, in situations where it makes a big deal. And, I mean, we've discussed this before, right? Uh, we've got the five subs, so he can keep people fresh, uh, and that gives him a lot more flexibility in those those weeks where we have three games in seven or eight days. Yep. Uh, quickly, you have a prediction for, I guess, the next... We could do both games, I guess. You know, they'll do a more full preview on, the, on, on Monday for Indy, but you got a score prediction for the next two? Oh, I'm going to say that uh, we score two uh, in Chester and our defense locks it down too well. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I was going to go something similar. I think 2-1. I mean, I think it's going to be hard. I think it's, I think it's going to be hard to get shutouts this season, I think, or at least early on in this season. I think they're still, you know, um, without Tony Walls in there for the moment, for the time being, you know, um, Gomez hasn't played with any of the center backs yet, so I mean I think that there's going to be some times of miscommunication and things. So I think there could be a, I think there could be a goal there for Philadelphia Union too this this Saturday. I think in Indy, mm, I think Indy's going to be a two-two draw. I think both teams are going to come out firing. I think it's you know I think it's going to be hard for the Hounds to get up being in an empty stadium. Um, so I think a two-two draw there is probably fair. Yeah, I, I I could see that being a two-two or even a one-one draw, um, and I'm just gonna like uh, give myself a shout out um, because uh, a few weeks back when I was uh, filling in for Kevin with uh, with Mike and Josh, uh, we were previewing what the schedule could look like, right? Um, so I, I screwed up in a couple ways because I was like, "There's no way we're gonna hear before the Fourth of July." We heard the schedule before the Fourth of July, so I was wrong on that. But I was. Uh, 
I did say, like, you know what? Like, like one of the games that would be one that I really don't feel like would be a great position for us is if we have to go play at Lucas Oil Stadium. We're going to play at Lucas Oil Stadium. So uh, I'm going to be optimistic and say we get a draw or three points out of that. But again, that's one of those games that, like, anything can happen in a crappy environment. The big, huge, open environment of a football stadium. You never know. Like... Yeah. Let's go hounds. Yeah, obviously there's there's 48 points on the table right now. We we have three of them. Um, I don't think, you know, I don't think to even win our group we're going to need 40. I, I mean, I think we can end up with less than 40 and still win the group. So, um, you know, I think I think there's droppable points somewhere, but we just got to be careful and make sure we're not dropping too many. So, uh. Yeah, well, I mean, and let's be honest about it, right? Like, Last year, it took uh, 68 points to win the East, which was an average of two points per game. So if we apply the same math, um, obviously it's a little different because we don't have the whole East. We're not playing some of those uh, more difficult teams as much. But, hey, 32 points, and we're, we're at yep. the same rate that we were when we won yep. the East last year. So um, yeah, let's see absolutely. what happens. Absolutely. Well, a couple things uh, before we get out of here. One, just your... Uh, bi-weekly reminder that black lives matter uh so we are we're fully behind those statements and sentiments um if you if you need something to support obviously steel army is selling a cool t-shirt which i'm actually wearing right this second go buy it uh if you need a second t-shirt if you've already bought that one and need a second t-shirt our friend hugh roberts is also selling one um that will benefit some some of the organizations in um charlotte so um if you need a second one go go buy that one as well uh your second bi-weekly reminder now is to wear your damn mask please um we could we please wear your mask um it's even if you're not uh obviously no one's going to be at this game but if you're going to soccer games in this season please wear a mask um so we can continue to have soccer in the u.s this season um AKA don't be like the Louisville fans. <laughs> I was going to say that. Just wear a mask <laughs> if you're going to soccer games. Uh, again, we're sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, official scar supplier to MLS, USL, US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We're also sponsored by Icarus FC. If you need some cool kits, uh, windbreakers, joggers for your team or group, go check them out as well at icarusfc.com. We're part of the Beautiful Game Network, uh, bgn.fm, if you want to check us out and lots of other soccer content. We are adding to that site daily with the people who are writing and producing podcasts. So uh, go check us out. Uh, if you need us, we're at, at Mongols on Twitter and Facebook. So um, check us out and uh, let us know if we can do anything for you or if there's a topic you want to talk about or if there's uh, anything you want us to discuss. Uh, let us know. Um, otherwise... We will talk to you very, very soon after we play uh, Bethlehem Steel and probably Indy. So next time you hear us, we'll be previewing New York Red Bulls, too. See ya. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>